Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the new Cellmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is here. She's socially distancing from home today, along with the entire About Mansfield news team. This is episode 51. We appreciate you being along for the ride. Coming up on this episode, Mansfield news, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic continues its spread in Mansfield, including a dramatic increase in fatalities. On a happier note, go see your space station flyover. Mansfield voters make history in runoff elections. 53% is the magic number in the elections. Mansfield ISD is offering free meals through the end of the school year. City of Mansfield turns on the free public Wi-Fi. In sports, Timberview and Summit move on in high school football playoffs. Boy, have I got myself in hot water. I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin. Find out how in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. Alexa is here with our seven-day weather forecast, and Steve will conclude his in-studio talk with Latasha Takel, executive director of the Levitt Pavilion Arlington. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local, as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's WISE, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Hi, I'm School Board President Karen Marcucci, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. The COVID-19 epidemic continues to spread in Mansfield. Roving Science reporter Dennis Webb has the update. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. On Monday, December 14th, Tarrant County reported 3,244 Mansfieldians as having tested positive. 2,170 are estimated to have recovered, and 41 citizens have died since the start. We had 305 new cases this past week, down from last week's record high, perhaps an artifact of Thanksgiving reporting. The county estimates that we have 1,074 active cases in Mansfield, another record high. Johnson County reported 11 new cases in the last week in, in the part of Mansfield that is in Johnson County, another record increase. We had 10 new COVID-19 deaths in Mansfield this past week, all in the past five days. A record high, as we have mostly seen one or zero deaths most weeks. The county reports that three of these 10 might be paperwork catch-up from over a month ago. 
Nearly all are over age 60 and mostly men. That would be me. Mansfield ISD reports 100 new student cases and 7 new staff cases in the last week. You can see the numbers for each school on the Mansfield ISD website. We get some new public data from Mansfield this week. Mansfield Methodist Hospital reports that its beds are 96% full and 35% of the beds hold COVID patients. And they only have one empty intensive care unit bed. This snapshot of data comes from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services database that reports total in COVID hospitalizations for around 87,000 hospitals in the U.S. and its territories. This data is expected to be released weekly as a big spreadsheet. Tarrant County has been monitoring this data from the start, but it's only recently been released to the public as far as I can tell. NPR.org has posted a visualization of some of this data put together by a university partner. The data for Mansfield looks the same to me as the spreadsheet, and you can check out the hospitals where your mom and them live if you don't do spreadsheets. The spreadsheet also lists the smaller Kindred Hospital Mansfield, which provides transitional care for critically ill patients. They currently have no COVID patients, and their small ICU is fully occupied. The spreadsheet does not mention our newest hospital, Texas Health Mansfield, as it just opened last week, though some news reports indicate they have already received some COVID-19 patients. A little context for the Mansfield Methodist numbers. Tarrant County reports hospitals in the county are 77% full with 20% of the beds occupied by COVID patients. Mansfield Methodist numbers are higher, but this appears typical of large hospitals in the area that are currently taking COVID patients. The numbers are lower countywide, as their county includes all specialty hospitals like Kindred and others such as orthopedic, psychiatric, etc. hospitals. These are currently in reserve for COVID, though some, like Kindred, don't have a lot of space. At the moment, only nine empty beds this week. It is a blessing that we have a new, mostly empty hospital in Mansfield this month, as the usual overflow hospitals across DFW are also full. In other numbers, Tarrant County averaged 1,393 new cases each day last week, about the same as the previous two weeks, but well up from the numbers in November. Test positivity has decreased to 15%, though still suggesting we are not testing enough to contain the virus. Last week, the county saw an average of nearly 8,000 tests each day, a small decrease from the week before. Countywide hospitalization with the virus has increased to 881 citizens in a hospital bed with the virus each day, another record high. Each of the last 12 weeks have seen an increase in this indicator. Of this 881 patients across the county, 93 are in Mansfield Methodist. The county reported 76 deaths this past week, a record high. We have some good COVID-19 news this week. The new Pfizer vaccine has been approved for use, and a remarkable private-public partnership is rapidly distributing existing inventory across the nation. It's an amazing operation using nationwide logistics planning to get an apparently remarkably good new kind of vaccine out across the country. This is good news, but our months of discipline are not over. The state of Texas gets 1.4 million doses in this initial deployment, which will inoculate about 5% of Texans. And as the distribution is by population, we might expect only 3,700 of the 77,000 Mansfieldians to be immunized in this initial effort. So most of us will wait our turn until next year when more doses will come. The state has prioritized medical workers who are treating COVID patients and staff and residents of long-term care facilities that have been hit so hard by this epidemic. 
County Judge Glenn Whitley still requests that we continue following his recommended measures of masking, distancing, hand washing, avoiding crowds. We see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we are still in the tunnel. Reporting from the roving science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It was relief. And uh, it was a, a good feeling in regard to jubilance. For the first time in the city's 130-year history, Mansfield voters have elected our first-ever black mayor. Bethlehem Baptist Church pastor Michael Evans defeated banker and councilman Brent Newsom in a very tight race, taking in nearly 54% of the votes. Evans has also served as school board president and on the Tarrant County College Board of Trustees. Evans describes himself as a passionate community advocate, as he is a member of several nonprofit boards, including the historic West Mansfield, Texas Community Development Corporation, Hope House Community Service Network, and Bethlehem Baptist Church Educational Enrichment Corporation. So Michael Evans may be the first black mayor in Mansfield history, but he credits his win to having a very similar vision as the majority of the voters. It feels good to know that uh, you have a cross-section of uh, Mansfield citizens that um, elected uh, me to be mayor. And and I think they did it because uh, of our our common views on the issues rather than, uh, you know, because Evans is black. Evans told about Mansfield that the road to the mayor's seat took nearly a year. The mayor announced that he was stepping aside December the 9th. 2019, I think I announced uh, maybe uh, a week later. So uh, we, we have been, uh, had been in this pursuit for almost 365 days. So we felt really good uh, when, when it was over. And, um, you know, of course, in regard to jubilance, uh, when you know that you, you've actually won, it's a great feeling. And um, now we're looking forward to uh, uh, to, to to working the work and, and getting with a good council and city staff and citizenry and, and pressing forward. Evans concluded with a vision of hope. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, you know, to everybody. Just enjoy the holiday season and, um, you know, great news. We've got uh, vaccines uh, now that's uh, going out and I see the end of a pandemic. And um, listen, I'm clicking my heels uh, waiting for all of us to get back to some sense of normalcy. So, again, great days ahead and Mansfield, let's do it together because we're Mansfield strong and uh, that's who we are in this city. We're we're fighters and overcomers. So 53% was the magic figure in last week's runoff elections. Michael Evans, as stated, won the mayor's race with 53.8% of the votes, while Tamara Bounds was victorious in her run for city council place two with 53.9% of the votes. And incumbent Courtney Lackey Wilson garnered 53.1% of the votes in her bid for re-election for Mansfield ISD School Board and entered her fourth term as a school board trustee by being sworn in on Tuesday night. Both Evans and Bounds will be sworn in on January 11th. For the remainder of the school year, all children up to the age of 18 and adults with special needs up to age 21 will be able to receive one free breakfast and lunch every school day. The free meals are being made possible due to waivers placed by the United States Department of Agriculture, or the USDA, that extended the free summer meals program to ensure all children have access to nutritious food. In-person learners at all Mansfield ISD campuses will access 
process their meals as usual during their designated meal periods at no cost. Second meals, additional entrees, sides, and snacks will be available for purchase to in-person learners. Virtual learners and all other individuals will be able to receive the free meals curbside on every school day between 10.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. at one of 13 Mansfield ISD elementary schools. The meals will be distributed in a drive through fashion. If the student is not present, a form of ID or proof of enrollment will need to be presented on site. Walkers and bike riders are also welcome to grab a meal to go. For a list of the participating schools, log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. Life just got a little easier when it comes to streaming live or posting that award-winning selfie while meandering around the parks in Mansfield as the city has turned on the public Wi-Fi service in most of the city parks. Mansfield Connects Public Wi-Fi is a free public service provided by the city of Mansfield offering residents and visitors access to high-speed wireless in selected areas of the city including Oliver Nature Park, McKnight Park East, Man's Best Field Dog Park, McClendon Parks East and West, Town Park, and Historic Downtown Mansfield. Free Wi-Fi is coming soon to four other park locations. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Roving science reporter Dennis Webb says look to the sky and you'll see some interesting lights. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. In other local science news, Sunday morning, December 20th, go out before the sun comes up, if it's not cloudy, and you can see your International Space Station fly overhead for about six minutes. There's seven people on board and several crew and cargo spacecrafts attached. Go out at 6.19 a.m., look to the southwest for a bright moving light that will go nearly overhead and fade out as it gets to the northeast. Useful to go out with your family so you have additional eyes, as it can be easy to miss, at least for us old people. If you find this interesting, NASA has a website called Spot the Station that provides local predictions. I understand there are also phone apps that will beep when the ISS is about to fly over. Also a reminder from last week's program, go out and look at Jupiter and Saturn in the southwest right after sunset the next few nights as they get within a degree of each other on the night of December the 21st. This is perhaps this year's Christmas star. As always, we welcome any science questions from listeners. Put your question in an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Reporting from the roving science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. In sports, filling in for Tommy Cummings, Timberview and Summit have moved on to the next tier in high school football playoffs. The Timberview Wolves scored a big 49-7 victory over the Kimball Knights last Friday night and take on the 9-0 Ennis Lions this Friday at 7 p.m. at Midlothian Stadium. Meanwhile, the 5-4 Summit Jaguars rolled past the Cooper Cougars of Abilene by a score of 49-28 and take on the Tuscosa Rebels 5 p.m. Saturday at Midwestern University in Wichita Falls. That's it for sports. Got any sports news? Let us know. It's time for the Ask Terry Do-It-Yourself Home Improvement feature. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement expert, and he answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? This week's question comes from Sharif, who says, I'm seriously considering installing a tankless hot water heater and take advantage of the available rebates. Please share your experience, pros and cons, on whether they are worth the investment or not. Great question, Sharif, and one that I'm frequently asked. 
Tankless water heaters are great appliances for a couple of reasons. One, they heat water on demand, so you're not paying to keep a 40, 50, or even 80 or 100 gallon tank full of water at 120 to 140 degrees all the time. Imagine keeping a covered pot of water constantly going on the stove, and you get the idea of what a conventional tanked water heater does for a living. The electric elements or gas burner cycle on and off over and over again throughout the day, maintaining a constant temperature inside the tank, meaning that they're basically on go 24-7, 365. The other advantage to a tankless unit is the theoretical concept that you'll never run out of hot water, since the unit heats water on consumption rather than for storage. It works kind of like a Mr. Coffee or a Keurig, running the cold water past an electric heating element or gas-fired burner in order to bring the water to the desired temperature as you use it. For households where multiple people may be taking a shower at the same time, this can obviously be a major selling point. So, as to the issue at hand, is it worth the investment? First, understand that your upfront cost will definitely be higher than a regular water heater. It then becomes a question of utility service. If you've got gas service at your home, I'd say yes. Gas-fired, conventional tanked water heaters are certainly more efficient than electric ones, and gas-fired tankless units are even more efficient than tanked ones, again, because you're only heating water as you use it and not heating and reheating stored water. The major investment you'll have, aside from the heater itself, is usually an increase in the size of the gas pipe that feeds the heater. Most conventional heaters use a half-inch gas line, and most tankless ones use a three-quarter inch line because the tankless unit produces about five times the heat of the conventional tank. Most regular water heaters produce heat at about 40,000 BTUs, and a tankless unit produces from 180 to 200,000 BTUs. Depending on how far the water heater is from your main gas inlet coming into the house, that could be a lot of pipe and a lot of money. And tankless units do require more maintenance and have a higher service cost than a conventional unit. So definitely there are cost-benefit decisions to be made. In the case of an electric water heater, the choice is a lot tougher. Because the tankless unit runs so much hotter than a tanked heater, there's an accompanying increase in demand for power. A regular water heater usually has a single 40-amp, 240-volt circuit running to it. A high-volume tankless unit that feeds the entire house requires at least three 40-amp, 240-volt circuits running to it, so you're talking about a significant service change to your circuit breaker box and a lot of wire that needs to be run to the heater. The installation costs, therefore, are significantly higher for a retrofit application. And tankless heaters, when you look at the Department of Energy Energy Guide numbers on their tags, usually cost about the same money per year to operate as a conventional water heater, making the decision to swap an electric water heater for a tankless a more challenging decision. You've got to crunch a bunch of numbers to see if, even considering any utility company rebates, you're getting any value for your money. Another upside of tankless water heaters is that their longevity is usually a little better than a conventional model. However, as I said earlier, the maintenance and repair costs for tankless units are higher, so if there's a problem with the unit, it can be expensive to fix. And in a large household, the idea of endless hot water can be a myth. The water loses temperature as it travels through the pipes on the way to the point of use, so the outlet farthest from the water heater generally doesn't get water as hot as the outlet closest, so most folks end up cranking the thermostat up on the heater using more energy. Most mechanical contractors would recommend placing multiple units close
goes to the point of use rather than one central heater, and that doesn't work well in a retrofit application because of the changes needed in piping and utility service. So, Sharif, you've got some thinking and some calculating to do. In general, to answer the question you posed originally as to whether tankless water heaters are worth the investment or not, my thinking is if you've got gas service at the house, yes. If you're all electric, probably not. I hope I was able to lend some clarity to your decision-making process in the end. And listeners, if you've got a home improvement or repair question, bring it on. You can email me through the podcast or visit my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. Talk to you later. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin. If you have a home improvement question, you can send an email to askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that's askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Terry will tackle another home improvement question next week. Tuesday marks the first day of winter, also known as winter solstice, and the day with the shortest amount of daylight for the year. Let's find out if Mother Nature plans to deliver some sunshine this week. Alexa? In Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 49 degrees and partly sunny weather. Thursday, 60 degrees and lots of sun. Friday, 64 degrees and intermittent clouds. Saturday, 60 degrees and clouds with a chance of showers. Sunday, 61 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Monday, 66 degrees and lots of sun. Tuesday will have intermittent clouds with a high of 60 degrees for the first day of winter. According to Tarrant Regional Water District, Mansfield lawns need no irrigation this week. That's right. Keep your sprinklers off. Most of North Texas received over a half inch of rain this weekend, while some areas got over one inch. To see a map of watering recommendations for North Texas, log on to waterisawesome.com. By the way, our Christmas episode is coming up next week. We are giving listeners the opportunity to wish someone special a very Merry Christmas by way of our listener comment line. Give it a call, leave your message, and we will play back the greetings next week on December 23rd. The listener line is 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. Coming up after the break, we switch from news to talk. Steve will conclude his in-studio talk with Latasha Takel, Executive Director of the Levitt Pavilion, Arlington. And don't forget, the trivia question of the week concludes every episode. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Southwestern Adventist University is ranked number two in social mobility by U.S. News and World Report Regional Colleges West. That means Swahoo is one of the best schools when it comes to helping people better themselves and improve their economic circumstances. U.S. News and World Report also rank Swahoo 11th best regional college west. If you're interested in learning more about Swahoo, visit their website, swau.edu. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great local shows, such as Ask Philip. 
the face-off spot, and daughter of the other woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio from Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287 in Mansfield. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Introducing Cold Hammer Stills. What is Cold Hammer Stills? It's a 70-proof chocolate cappuccino liqueur that's been distilled six times with a balanced blend of coffee, light cinnamon, and cocoa to create an enticing, robust flavor. Here, try some. Oh my gosh, Becky, 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 come here. You have to try this. Ooh, what the? This is so delicious. I've never had anything like this. I need to have some more of this. Fine. Cold! Old Hammer Steels. Find liqueurs at Total Wine and More or your favorite package store. Ask for it by name. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the switch from news to talk. And if you recall, last week we did part one of an interview with the executive director of the Levitt Pavilion Arlington. She's also a Mansfield resident. That would be Letitia Takel. Today we present part two of that interview where we talk about more specifically the Levitt Pavilion up in Arlington. Enjoy. My wife and I, we, we only went to one concert then of yes. the 2020 season, and uh, it was Hayes Carl. It was his first concert in since lockdown, since it was his first concert in seven months, but it worked. Sitting in the square, my wife and I had our square just to the two of us, and I think you have, what, up to six or eight people? You can have allowed? up to eight in a square, and really, you could go to ten. Okay. We had, we had allow ten. What were some of the highlights that you felt of the of the 2020 season? You, there weren't many live shows, but... You know, probably the first opening weekend, we had um, Max Stalling, and then we had, on Friday night, and then we had Brad Russell mm-hmm. uh, open up on Saturday night for Gary P. Nunn. Gary P. Nunn was Saturday night. We had Steve Helms open up for Max. And what the plan was for 2020 was to have community artists open up for our Friday Friday and Saturday nights. We hadn't done that before and we felt like that that was kind of something that we could do as a give back to help artists that might not get a chance to perform at that level, help them in their career. And so that was our plan. And then COVID hit, so then obviously we had to change that funding, you know, changed the amount of artists that you could bring on. But for our opening and our closing weekend, we brought the community artists uh, up, the locals. So Steve Helms, Brad Russell, which was so cool because for, for Brad Russell, that was his uh, on his bucket list yeah. to open up for Gary P. So Gary <laughs> P. that night, I think everything that could happen, this is the joke within our staff and crew, that if everything that happened in 11 years has basically happened in 2020. So next year should be a piece of cake from what we've experienced. So the first opening weekend, we have rain come in. No one expected it. It wasn't planned. And the next thing we know, whoop, it was there. And everybody was, you know, going to their cars, going underneath the hospitality center. We're moving equipment. And we out, Gary P and his band were back picking in the green room. And we said, what do you guys want to do? You know, do we, because we had already planned on live streaming. 
And they're like, well, we're here. I mean, we can either pick here in the green room and just wait and see what happens or go to the hotel and pick. But at the end of the day, (laughs) we're here. We're going to pick. So we're like, okay. So our crew took the sound production, moved that, which is very labor intensive, to the back of our uh, green room area, and then had to move all of the whole, you know, the band equipment, everything, had to move it back because of the rain. And people were, some people were going to wait it out. They were going to wait to see, because the minute we could go live, we were going to go live. We were going to live stream this. We were going to have a concert. And it cleared up, and people started coming back to the lawn, and Gary P. performed, and it was about an hour and 15 minutes later, and we did the live stream. So that was pretty exciting opening weekend that we persevered through that storm. Um, We had some great artists out there. This year, there was one uh, time where, again, you have the squares, and um, we had a, <laughs> oh my gosh, we had La Tropa FA, and we had, um, we have this concrete area where normally we would set chairs. Well, we didn't have a square marked off there, mm-hmm. and you know, all of a sudden the band starts playing. It's people are wanting to dance, and we were looking at it, going, "Uh oh, we're not supposed to have dancing." And so they were dancing on the pad, and we were like, "Okay, wait, put your mask on." We had to tell them you have to go back to your squares. You can dance in your squares. And then this was, so for the next concert, we had to mark off a square in the concrete area just to keep people from dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you know, working through those fun challenges. I mean, they were easy challenges to work through. It just talking to people, sharing the story. Going back to the the what your shirt says, country music is is essential. You've you've mentioned several bands which were country bands. How much and I know you're a big country music fan, how much of your personal input goes into booking the bands? So what we do is um we we actually work with a couple of agencies. Mm-hmm. And then we work with our board recommendations, community recommendations. And then this year was so unusual because we had everything set. And then uh, we already, have, as a matter of fact, I think the number is eight or nine of our artists, we had to move to 2021. And some of the artists were from out of town. So like Ambrosia, they're going to 2021, uh, the Drifters, because they had to come into town. Um you know, we are in Texas, and it is a Texas country music. So, sure. you know, you will see some Texas country. A lot of them, the reason why it looked like our fall season had more country is because they were all local and could drive here. Right. You know, Carolyn Wonderland, you know, some of them were Comes just uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Some of them were uncomfortable. So we just we just kind of had to work with what we had. Um, we did have, again, La Tropa FA came from San Antonio. Those guys were great. We brought in a couple of... Um, Unique acts, Giovanni and the Hired Guns. They're kind of, I call them a Nirvana gone country. <laughs> you know, we're already looking at the list for next year. Again, we have eight already on the lineup. We've got some really interesting things coming for next year. Brave Combo. Oh, yeah. So Brave Combo came out. They were, uh, what weekend were they? Were they the second weekend? You know, when I first started, I would ask them questions about different bands and they'd go, oh, I can't remember what weekend. And I would look at them like, well, what do you mean you can't remember? You know what? You know, you know what band. And now I'm like, okay, what weekend were they? (laughs) By the way, Ambrosia was on my calendar to go to to go watch because uh, before they started singing pop songs, they were somewhat of a, a... progressive rock band. Yes. And and I was an Ambrosia fan before they went pop. And 
In fact, if you were to look on my phone right now, there'd probably be half a dozen Ambrosian songs. And, and then I saw Brad Thompson was going to open for Ambrosia. <laughs> yes. And I thought, I got to be. In, in, done. I'm, yeah, our lineup, it, we've, we've got a really nice lineup. Um, and yes, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. We, we will also do four ticketed shows next year as well. Like okay. we did Randy Rogers this year as a ticketed uh, show during the squares just as a fundraiser, you know, because again, you know, looking at alternate ways to generate revenue is going to be important in 2021. It was sure. important in 2020. <laughs> well, I think a uh, foreigner was a ticketed, uh, yes. was 38 special. Yes. For some reason yes. that comes to mind. Those were our benefits. So sticks, okay. sticks, sticks, right. So sticks is set for 2021 right now. Okay. It's set for May 14th. Again, we'll, we'll see if it gets to hang on to that date or if it has to move. A lot of it has to do with uh, our numbers. What does that look like? Let's talk about some of these bands because I've, I've, <laughs> I've booked a band or two from, from my festival days. Uh, usually with a contract comes a, a hospitality writer. The writer meaning uh, what is the venue going to provide for the band, whether it's drinks or food or what have you. Have you had any unusual writers like the, uh, the green M&Ms or... Uh, just recently, a huge bag of Skittles. Huge for, bag of Skittles. Um, Colby Cooper and his team, our uh, band. But I will tell you the one thing I, I, I found out early. You know, you know when you go into a new job, and you know, again, our staff season—they've been there ten years—and I'm stocking the green room like I would a bank event. Yeah. And at a bank event, you full load it. I mean, every beer, every Red Bull. Anything you can think of, and I packed it. And the guys were like, you know, I, I don't think I'd do that. You know, the, once you do that, you know it's all going to be gone. I was like, no, it won't. You know, they asked for red wine. Okay, let's give them, you know, a couple of options and, you know, fill this up. And they kept saying, oh, Latisha, okay, are you sure you want to do that? Yes, yes, I, I believe in it. You know, this is this is where it's a hospitality room. That's what we should do. At the end of the night, I opened the refrigerator. And it was all gone. It's all gone. The, the... I went, oh, my gosh. And seriously, I had a bottle of Prosecco that I brought from home stuck at the back the second night. And I'm like, okay, at the end of the first weekend, we'll all have a celebration. Got ready, opened it up, and it was gone. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so I had to go back to the group, and I go, okay, I'm not afraid to admit I was wrong. Y'all were right. <laughs> The green, so I didn't know. So now I know how to stock a green room. I learned that this year. <laughs> One of the first things I found on a writer that that it was like, what the heck is this? I, it's it's a really popular drink now, but uh, five six years ago, I had never heard of a drink called Topo Chico. Oh, you have to have Topo Chico. Oh my gosh! Uh, yes, who knew? <laughs> and I'm like, so the band of heathens from okay. Austin. Okay has their writer, and we want a case of Topo Chico. And it's like, where am I going to buy? I've never even heard of this. Turns out Walmart had it by the case. Yes. And by the way, it's yeah. not sold on the beverage aisle. No. It's sold on the aisle with all the Hispanic products. Yes. And so you have to go find it out. You have to go search it. <laughs> and that was when I had my first Topo Chico, and it wasn't my last. It was outstanding. <laughs> nice. Money's no object. What's the one band that you would love to book at the Levitt? Uh, well, I, I, was, I will tell you, 
I've got two for just, and, and, and this is all just personal, right? Yeah. So Whiskey Myers, hands down, they are, they are a, it, it feels that rock vibe music and, um, and although they're kind of in the country genre, they're more rock mm-hmm. and they're so awesome. And then Gary Allen always, you know, if anybody follows me on Facebook, they know I've been a long time Gary Allen fan. So probably those two, like if I could just, you know, pick one of those, yeah, probably those two. Um, right now, anyway, but there's a whole list. We have an ongoing uh, list at the Levitt of um, artists that we that we're always looking at and revisiting and churning, and that's that'll actually start when we get back from vacation. We'll start working that list hard and getting the plans for 2021. Let's go back to Latasha Takel. Okay. Uh, tell me about the last name Takel. What's the nationality of it? So that's Czechoslovakian. It's Czechoslovakian. Yes. And every Takel that's spelled that way or related, it would be my ex-husband's last name, my daughter's last name. And I just kept it all these years <laughs> for 20, uh, 30 some odd years. Well, because it flows off the, the lips. Latasha Takel. Yes. It's just it's, easier. It's It just works. Yeah. Okay. Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakian. And then, you know, I was just thinking as we're talking about these cool stories, you know, when I think back to my first uh, music, like why music, like why is this important? Why did I, why am I still connected in the music world or how did I start that way? But my parents, my mom and my stepdad would always go to Lückenbach in the 70s, 1976. And I mean, we were in the 4th of July parade in Lückenbach, Texas. I mean, and I was around a lot of musicians as a young kid watching, you know, I'm in elementary school and my parents went to Otoke, Oklahoma to big concerts. And I saw um, a concert at Texas Rangers uh, ballpark, you know, with, I think it was at that time, it may have been Waylon and who else was there? And so it's just a young kid with growing up around Willie, Waylon, David Allen Coe, Jerry Jeff Walker. And, and then my stepdad listened to all kinds of music. So Credence Clearwater, I mean, just all kinds. So the love of music, it just happened. I can't sing, can't play an instrument, but I love a beat, a vibe, and I love how it makes me feel. I was going to ask, are there any musicians in your family? No, no. none, none. That's craziness. And, and how just, weird it is. Same with mine. I'm the only musician in my family. My mom, my dad, my my siblings. Uh, as far as I know, as far as the family tree goes in my memory, there are no musicians in my family. And so, how did I get that gene? Yeah, I don't, I don't like know. like how did it? So I would be curious. I think you should explore that because we are going to have a series that'll start in January. We've got two series going in partnership with UTA. We have one series. It's a four uh, four live stream. Uh, series on guitar lessons, beginner guitar lessons. And we have Tom Birchill. He is going to, he's the professor that's going to be teaching guitars. We've already got him video. They're, they're fabulous. So I'm probably going to sit along with that. I have a guitar. So I will work through that. And then we're also going to do a genre series where we're going covering classical, uh, hip hop, electronic, and jazz. And we're tying in that. We're pairing a wine with it. 
with Urban Alchemy. And so that is uh, working with professors at UTA. So you'll, you can see that that's going to happen after the first of the year. That'll be exciting. So for us that are new to music, as far as um, the educational piece, I will be watching right along with everybody else. Nice. They're going to be fabulous. So you're working with Tony at Urban. Yes. You're working probably with Dan Cavanaugh at UTA. Yes. Yes. Excellent. You got, okay. Jamar Jones. Oh, Jamar is wonderful. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's what's been so awesome about um, the Levitt, about the board, about they've been open to letting us explore all kinds of partnerships. Mm -hmm. And then in the world that we're in right now, we want to make sure we continue to bring music and education to the community. And so we've kind of taken it on is that that's important and what we need to do. It's not just the live performances out on the lawn, but that we can do more. If there's one principle on the life of Letitia Takel, <laughs> what principle do you live by? Uh, show grace. Show grace. Show grace. Care to expand on that? You know, I just think that um, we all have so many different challenges and you never know what challenges people are, are going. And you see sometimes you see what you, you, you see on the outside, but you don't know what they're going through on the inside. So if they don't respond right, if they don't just buy in or if they're annoyed, just show them a little grace because you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what they have going on. Beautiful. Do you have any shout outs that you'd like to give, whether it's a family member, a friend, a staff, uh, shout them out. Now's the I will shout it. out to the Levitt Pavilion crew and staff who welcomed me. And um, as I had these ideas, they didn't say no. They said, hmm, let me think about it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then they said, I think we can do it. And so a big shout out to them. Um, obviously, the friends and family that have put up with the last year, because this last year has been a little bit crazy. And But it is a cool journey. And um, I can't wait to see what 2021 is about. We're talking with Letitia Takel. She is a Mansfield resident, and she's the executive director of the Levitt Pavilion in Arlington. And uh, Letitia, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, used to be bubble gum. Used to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, so now it's probably butter pecan. But I have to go back. I had to go back to the past because now we've, we've been going down the memory line. I had to pull. It was always <laughs> bubble gum. And then now it's changed. I got a little older. Butter, butter pecan. Butter pecan. And is it pecan or is it pecan or is it? <laughs> I don't it's, Mine is pecan. Pecan. Or pecan. No, pecan. <laughs> Pecan or pecan? I don't know now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thinking about that, too. Obviously, I'm very analytical. <laughs> we have reached that point of the interview where we really get to know Letitia Takel. Oh, no. Yeah, it's called the lightning round. Oh, no. The lightning round is, is it's a very simple... <laughs> It's a very simple game of this or that. Oh, no. And so when I say this or that, you simply reply. We start off easy, by the way. Okay, good. Okay. There's not a lot. <laughs> I'm of, nervous. There's not a lot of thought involved. <laughs> Night or day? Day. Cake or cookies? Cake. Baseball or basketball? Baseball. Baseball or football? Football. Always. <laughs> Two-step or line dancing? Two-step. Rock or blues? Rock. Rock or country? Oh, country. <laughs> Would you rather make more money or have more time? Oh, more time. Taj Mahal or Eiffel Tower? Eiffel Tower. Are you a traveler? Some. I Some? have been to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas, birth of Christ. Latasha Takel again. Uh, see, that was easy. I know, but I was nervous. No. Oh my gosh. Oh test. my gosh. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a test. Now our listeners. Well, now I was like, really, I like ba- I like basketball and baseball the same, and cake and cookies the same. <laughs> yeah. Now our listeners know more about you. Yeah. They probably know more than they need to know about yeah, you. Yeah, more than they want to know. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, Steve, this is awesome. I'm so grateful. I appreciate you coming on the About Mansfield podcast. Again, uh, if if listeners want to know more about the Levitt Pavilion, what uh, what's the web address? Or, or Yeah, you know what? Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or our website. So just type in Levitt Pavilion Arlington and follow us. Or Twitter. We're even on Twitter. And you, we have a mobile app as well. And just, you know, follow us. Start sharing. We've got a lot of really exciting things coming up. I appreciate you being on About Mansfield. I, I love it. I love Mansfield. We'll be right back. Congratulations to Wade Merriweather, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What is Visit Mansfield's slogan? According to the Visit Mansfield website, the slogan is, Come for the location, stay for the fun. Wade has won a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. They are located at 117 North Main Street in historic Mansfield, serving craft beer that is made right there on the premises with a variety of pizzas, sandwiches, and much, much more. Check them out on the web at Dirty jobbrewing.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, when Mansfield pets get sick or injured, there is certainly no shortage of veterinarians in town from which to choose. This week's trivia question is, who was Mansfield's first veterinarian? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, who was Mansfield's first veterinarian? Good luck, and thanks to Derek at Dirty Job for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, it is the Christmas episode. We will talk in studio with Mansfield resident Dr. Myrna Masri about how to kickstart the new year on the healthy side. The show will be released on Wednesday, December 23rd. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. City Council Recap, Casey Lewis. School Board Recap, Karen Marcucci. Home Improvement Feature, Terry Radswin. Sports, Tommy Cummings. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. I thank you for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is American Idol. I'm sorry, is about Mansfield. Mansfield.